Welcome back to Encourage Radio. Um, uh, I'm here joined by Raina Smith here Hello. on my left and Pastor Ron straight in front of me. <laughs> we are talking about um, questions that, you know, keeps that conversation going in marriage. So Absolutely. You know, this is so critical. What You're about to say something, Raina. What are you about to say? You were, you were yes, ready. Yes, I think that is just something that is, a you know, it's a good topic for it a is. lot of marriages mm-hmm. because we can get stuck. Yeah, that's that's the point. That's the point is we have a lot of us, and, and I get it, so we all have our little rhythms, you know, at home and so forth. And like you and I, you go to bed uh, a little bit earlier than I do, obviously, but we still sort of have our... Um, our wind down time. And if we're not careful, you know, we can get to our own worlds. Like either you read a magazine mm. or a book or I watch a show or whatever. And if we're not careful, um, we, you know, the conversation just can just not happen. Yes. And to be fair, there's a lot of um, a lot of couples that one of them is just not used to keeping the conversation going. Yeah. Whether they're tired at work, like what they do all day is um, they talk all day. And so when they come home, like maybe take a school teacher or something, right? Husband or wife. And uh, they come home and they're like, I have used all my words. And so I don't want, so I just need some space. Mm. Well, after a while, you know, somebody somebody in the conversation wants to have a conversation. And so not having that, they're like, wait, where did, you know, we need to spend some time um, together on this. And this does seem to be sort of a hot topic right now. I've noticed as I'm watching the landscape of sort of um, what what are people studying? What what issues are they struggling with? Um, just so we can stay current and relevant. And there are a lot of platforms that are teaching people how to keep the conversation going. I thought, well, this is interesting and sort of jumped into that. Um, and I, so I'm going to pick on me a lot in this one because um, I, I do a lot of goofy stuff around the house. And here's Raina's famous statement. She's like, oh, I really didn't know you wanted me to say something. No, I thought you were just making a ridiculous statement. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. sometimes you're, you'll just be quoting, yeah. quoting, quoting, quoting. You know what I mean? And sometimes you're just talking to talk right. is what I'm yeah. thinking. And I'm like, I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, we can, um, you know, not know where to start the conversation, yeah, whether a it's a difficult conversation or couples can have past hurts and yeah. maybe something happened and there was kind of that little trigger in their heart yeah. and they don't realize, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going in to talk, but then there's some registered hurt behind the eyes of the other person. Right. And, you know, sometimes you're like, I don't even want to go there. So if I just avoid it and talk about milk, I'm good to go. So oh, that's a good point. You know, so uh-huh. a lot of people don't know how um, to keep that conversation going or where to even start. Yes. And so we hopefully in, in this episode, and there's so many questions we can ask. I think we're only going to try to give just a few. Yes. But instead of just giving a few samples, because, Randy, you bring up so many valid points, we don't know 
I'm like, in giving this question, if somebody's listening and they're going, I've tried that question before, mm. that didn't go well. Mm. Yes. Or, um, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you brought up so many like valid points in that. So the hope of this, only you know where um, your marriage has been, yeah. where it is. Only you know sort of how to approach. We're just trying to give some overall coaching guidance on how to listen, how to keep a conversation going. Yes. Now, to Raina's point, you might need a little help on like getting it started. Yes. So it doesn't derail fast. Yeah. Which maybe that's another episode. It really is another episode, you know, of really knowing how to give that 110% on both sides. Right. Even if it's not fair. Yes. Even if the other person isn't right. Right. You know, it all goes back to our own personal walk and calling. And that's the reason why we are so diligent about sharing stay in God's word because he's the only one. Christ is the only one that can come in and work in our heart. So our filter is is correct as we step in right. to keep the conversation going. Right. Because if we're not filled up, you know, we'll kind of, you know, just throw it out there right. um, as we shouldn't. Yeah. So, but yeah, I look forward to having those future conversations and being able to help, you know, yes. some couples get so get those tools in their toolbox. Yeah. So let's just kind of start maybe with an overall frame. Okay. And we want to just give sample questions. Yes. But then I want to share with you, like, what these questions are supposed to do. Okay. They may sound silly. They may sound basic. They may even sound like we just mentioned, like, I don't think I could ask that. Maybe you maybe find your own question. But we're wanting to show you some uh, some questions that you can ask. But what do these questions, what should these questions facilitate? What okay. should they, how should they help? And maybe that will obviously help guide in in developing questions. But here is the number one thing we would like for you to do. And Raina's going to look right at me. I'm right now going, okay. Yeah, she's like, come on. Yes, let's do this. I agree 100%. First of all, plan a date. Yes. Plan a date night. Okay, now, let's be fair. Um, Time is tight. Money's tight. Whatever. Um, Schedules are different. Well, when we say date night, it might just be on your back porch. Um, it might be maybe just go sit down by the Wakiva River, obviously, mm. if you're here in central Florida. It doesn't have to be anything necessarily elaborate. Let me just take that pressure off. But if you can be intentional to plan out a thoughtful date night um, somewhere, do that. Why? Because we hope that you do this exercise over dinner. Or a date night. Let me back up and tell you why. Used to play a game with our girls, and I would say, um, pick out the married couples in restaurants. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Married couples are known for the ones that don't talk to each other. Yes. Like, next time you go into, um, and Raina, you and I just sort of had a somewhat of a date night. um, Yeah. And I found us kind of doing the same thing, even though we were mutually doing it. Both of us were on our phones. Mm. Right. But remember, we were mutually looking for something. Yes. But I thought, 
oh no, what if some dad's playing that game with his daughter right now and they point us out? Yeah, we're over here researching something, but it was still, um, but that is something that we could both still do. Um, And we do have to watch like, hey, what about the schedule for this? Hey, when are we going to show up here? And really taking that intentional time Mm. to say, okay, I'm going to hide my phone right now and just uh, spend time with you. Yeah, so the point of this, the questions before we ever give them to you is this is best done uh, on an environment that you've intentionally set out what we what we would call a date night in the hopes that it sort of um, disarms, if you will, like if there's prior hurt and maybe you're wanting a date night and you've not had one in a while, maybe that intentionality sort of disarms and prepares you to have the questions. So as best you can, uh, just trust us as best you can and make a promise to yourself that you will try to plan this night and, and go ahead and tell your spouse ahead of time. Like, here's what we want to do. Like, I just listened to Encourage Radio. I want to plan a date night. And, and go ahead and give each other the questions ahead of time, whatever questions you decide. So let's give you the um, the questions, okay? So why – I had to ask the question. <laughs> why is this a popular topic right now? Mm-hmm. I wanted – as I, I saw it coming up. It's because over and over and over, everyone was saying people are having a hard time keeping the conversation moving, not necessarily starting wow. um, and not necessarily keeping. There's a difference, but keep it moving. Like, in other words, you're growing in your communication. Yes. You're learning even from silly questions how just to basically communicate. Yeah. Right. We know this. 99% of marriage issues come out of, I don't know how to communicate. Right. Think about that for a moment. Like, or it was mis- it was miscommunicated or not communicated at all, at all. You know what I mean? And so this is meant to help you move, can keep moving in your communication. So let's let's jump right into this. Let's give you a few questions. Here's the first one you can ask. What is your favorite memory of us? Mm. Oh wow. That kind of to me, that just kind of starts um that starts things off. I don't know. Have you had time to think about that one, Raina? Oh, my goodness. Oh, come Favorite on. memory of us. Oh, yeah. Come on. I'm trying to think. But that's you okay. You put me on the spot on th- that one. But that's, that's okay. Because there's so many. I mean, it's like yeah. I enjoy it whenever, you know, we're so basic. I enjoy going to flea markets yeah. or I enjoy... You know, jumping out on the kayak, or right. I enjoy playing hide and go seek, you know, with the kids at the house, you know, even right. as young adults. Right. I mean, part of that is still doing life together as we're engaging with our family. Right. You know, that we can still have fun together as we're engaging with family. It's not just your priority or my priority that right. this is an action step we're taking as a couple in order to continue to engage. Yeah. So things like that. I mean, I'm a basic kind of gal, you know, I have fun doing that. So I have I have two. Um, that I can immediately share. And they were early on because they just sort of in, embedded in my head. I loved our honeymoon because there were so many funny things that happened. Oh my goodness, yes. I loved our trip up Dunn's River Falls. Yes. Um, I, I loved um, trying to go snorkeling. <laughs> <laughs> right? I loved that moment. There's so many funny. But I loved when we first, I think we were dating. I think we were engaged. And we went to Austin. 
um, to see your brother. And I can still see you standing in the state capitol building, that little rotunda outside the state capitol building. You're wearing your straw hat with a black strap and the silver-like buckles. You're red and white. Um, what kind of like a pla- what, what's that type of shirt? It looks like a like tablecloth. Like a gingham thing. or something. Yeah, shirt. I, it looks like a ta- red and white tablecloth. Yeah. You weren't wearing a tablecloth, but you know. <laughs> and you were wearing um, chambray colored shorts. Yep. You had on white socks. And I forget the type of shoes you had on. And you just pose, you just strike this pose in the middle of this rotunda. We have a picture of it, obviously. Yeah, we do. Still there. And you know, I love your blonde hair and your blonde hair was like blonde. Like it was <laughs> now to be fair, your hair changed a little bit, you know, with each child It's still blonde, but it, it moved in and out. But I'll never forget that. I was like, man, look at her. Aww. You know, and we go back to Duns River Falls and there you were and like your little blue and kind of an orangish red, you know, bikini and, <laughs> oh my you know, goodness. I'm sharing all kinds of good stuff right <laughs> oh now. Oh my Nelly. <laughs> but, but, but through, I mean, I was positive you were going to share like moments like when I was walking down the beach and Stop you were like, it. look at my husband. He's so ripped and he's so tan. Man. No, I can share we about no. you running in your red shorts what? whenever we were living in Bear Creek in oh, Texas. No. And I'm like, is he just running a full sprint? Yeah. 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 I, was, I was about four years removed from the Marine Corps and I thought I could impress her on how, how I could run in our last... Our last, what, three-tenths of a mile, I chose to sprint past you. And then when she catches up with me, I'm about to pass out. That's funny. And she's like, what's wrong with you? You know, in a loving way. But I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I just made a total doofus of myself. <laughs> no, it was awesome. We have had a lot of fun, a lot yeah. of flavor. And just being able to, you know, to keep that conversation going and the ebb and flow of life is so yeah. important. Yeah. But to still be intentional of making those times, yeah. you know, to be able to have the conversation and... um to know that God has grown us closer through each one of those conversations. And many times in today's culture, they do stop the conversation Mm -hmm. because they don't realize that there is a beautiful thing to the seasoning of that conversation of being able to press through, you know, maybe those difficult times, difficult conversation, um, things that happen in life that God uses those as sandpaper to to continue to grow us to yeah. be more like Him. So true. And He gives us marriage in order to work those things out within each other as we trust each other right. and to be able to have that grace um, to each other, right. even if it hurts, um, to give that grace to know that God's strength within your marriage is more than what you could ever give on your own, yeah. and that there's a better outcome on the other side, right. that He has a future um, planned for you. And so sometimes your challenges in your marriage or that hard conversation has nothing to do with you. It has what Come to on. do, what you God wants to do in your children or in future generations that you are in a spiritual battle and it may have nothing to do with you, right? but you have to be ready and on your guard to say, no, we're going to fight for this. We're going to just continue to stay in the conversation because I trust my savior has brought you to me and has a better plan in store. Yeah. I mean, well said. I mean, that's exactly what you needed to hear, like on on one of the main reasons why you keep the conversation going. So that was a question. What is your favorite memory of us? Here's another one. What is your ideal date night? Mm. 
That's a good question to ask. Reminds me of that movie. What was that movie where they were interviewing Miss America pageants, you know, kind of a thing? And and the guy says, what's your, what's your perfect date? <laughs> and of course, he Wasn't meant- it like April like 24th yeah. or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he, he wanted her to answer like, he's going to be this, we're going to go here. She interpreted like, what's your perfect day of the year? And he, she was like, um, it's slightly windy outside, cold enough for a wear jacket, but not too cold to this. And he's like, oh, oh no, that went the wrong way. Miss congeniality. Miss congeniality. We That's died. That's what it was. We died. But what, what, what would be your idea? So ask your spouse, what's what's your idea? And uh, if it's not ideal day, date night, like what would be a fun date night? You know, like yes. ask that question. It may not even be what you think. Now, to be honest, Rain and I are probably two peas in a pod. And we're like, where do you want to go eat? And we're like, oh, we both kind of get stuck on that one. Anybody else get stuck on like, you know, where do you want to, I don't know, where do you want to go? I don't know, where do you want to go? Yeah. Um, when somebody asks you that, even at the office, you're like, hey, where do you guys want to go eat? I'm like, oh. And taking that step to do something different and yeah. it'd be okay because it's kind of like, all right, we're going to Chipotle or Ooh. Cava, our yeah. fresh kitchen. And yeah. to be willing to say, okay, it's the same amount of time yeah. to do something different. Right. To eat maybe outside, right? To just do something, just to switch it up a little bit. Yeah, like a picnic. Like a picnic. Oh, that's a good idea. You know, something like that. You're doing the same amount of time, but you're just trying to keep it fresh. Yeah, and and you know we're, what we're trying to discover here is we're trying to keep the conversation moving. Yeah. So this is not so much about the date night. Yeah. Yes. As it is. Uh, as they reveal stuff, you would say stuff like, oh, I, you know, I forgot about that you liked so-and-so. Oh, yeah, we've not been to that. And you just keep the com- – what about what, – what is it about that place that you like? Just yes. keeping the conversation. But these are conversation starters, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. Here's another one. Give me your bucket list. Now, Raina knows I ask her stuff like this all the time, ever since we've been dating. Give me your bucket list of places to go and things to do. I've always asked her for fun. Like, we're not moving. I said that we're not moving. But if you could live in another state, where would you live? If if you could go anywhere in vacation, what would you do? Mm. If you, if money wasn't an option, where would you spend it? Like, I ask her that all the time. And to be fair, Raina's like, I don't really know. I don't know enough about the states. I don't know about this <laughs> that, or that is so true. <laughs> but nonetheless, it sort of keeps the com- – it starts a conversation. Yes, yeah. it does. You know, these are very simple questions, okay? And we're going to get to the reason why. Um, you ask these. Here's another one. What do I do or say that makes you feel loved? Mm. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Yes. So see, the first three or four were kind of fluffy. They were fun. Yeah. And I had to throw one in there that sort of dialed it in just a little bit more. But that's a question that you need to be asking um, at least once, I don't know, every six months or something like you know, and if you don't have to use those exact words, but do you feel loved by me? Um, what do I do or say that makes you feel loved or appreciated yeah. or valued or needed? Because we as individuals are guilty of not always sharing what we want the partner to hear in terms of positivity. We're good at saying, like, you didn't do the dishes. I wish you would do this. I hate it when you do that. If we're not careful, we share more of that than we do things like, you know what? And you say this a lot, Raina, like you're like, thank you for vacuuming. You know, you're like, I, I can't do it, you know, in this area because of this, this and that. But you're good at that. You're good at ironing. You're good at this or that. Like, that's what I mean. You know, so instead of coming home and going, well, I wish you would vacuum. No, it's like, thank you for vacuuming. I really appreciate you did that. You're really good at doing that. And sometimes it's small things like, 
Ron, thank you for taking the trash out like, that you noticed that. Or, or Raina, thank you. You always notice this about the girls. You're really good at this. Thank you for thinking through these little gifts and preparing the environment um, for this, for how you decorate the house, for, right? Just say that. But so ask them, say, what is it that I do or say that makes you feel loved? And hopefully they'll say stuff like, yeah, you know, when you tell me thanks for vacuuming, thank you for picking up the laundry or taking care of the kids or dropping them off here or there. That's letting the person know that they're noticed, they're valued, they're appreciated. And obviously what gets um, rewarded gets repeated. Yeah. Well, and I think it goes back to, you know, that old song, count your blessings one yeah. by one. And as we count those blessings in our spouse and in our family, and we try to look at those instead of the negative, you know, it just starts to build within our heart like, yeah. wow, you know, perspective is different. It's that whole thing of, you know, the cup is half empty or half full. Right. But it's our choice to count those blessings, to find those things that they are doing right. And when you start looking at those, then you have more strength within your heart to press through of those things that aren't so right. Yes. And then you also see the grace in your own life. You start thinking like, you know what? I have, you know, some stuff I don't do so well either. So would I want that same grace given back to me that I'm giving to someone else? Oh, that's so true. So let me just go with that. So here's what, what do these questions do? Why do we ask them? How do these questions or how should they help? Number one, the reason why you do this is it's, it's there to strengthen your friendship. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Couple after couple after couple that have been married 50 years and over, when interviewed, are asked, what is the strength of your marriage? They always say, because we're we're best friends. Yes. You know, so friendship was developed. The Bible tells us that in the book of 1 Peter 3, to love as brethren, to be courteous. And why does it say to love as brethren? That literally means friendship love. Yeah. Most of us fall in love because of eros love, erotic love, attractional love. We stay in love because of friendship love, how we treat each other, how courteous, how faithful, how supportive, how encouraging we are. So make no mistake about it. What you're trying to build in marriage is a friendship. Yes. And so, you know, just treat your wife or your husband in this instance like you would treat your friends. Like, hey, how was your day? What would you like? Where would you like to go? Sometimes we treat our friends, if if you know what I mean, a little bit better than our spouse in terms of these questions. So the reason why we ask these are to strengthen our friendship. We've said this enough, uh, a lot. Here's the next one, to keep communication alive. Like we can get so accustomed to our routines that we become silent dance partners. Yes. So, yes. We just go around the dance floor and because life's a dance, job's a dance, you know, each day's a dance. Like let's just get through the routine and get home. But then when we get home, if not careful, the routine becomes not talking. And we have to kind of take, you know, some some steps to know it has to be a conscious effort. So whenever, you know, your spouse comes in or for me, I'm an external thinker. And of course, we are all in ministry together. So yes, a lot of times in the kitchen, we're still working, you know, hey, do you follow up with this person? You know, this person needs prayer, this and this, this and this, instead of just really being able to say, how was your day? 
You know, how is, you know, how's your diet going? You know, how can I help today? How do you think that we can work on this and still have fun? You know, um, it's you, it's a conscious effort in that conversation to be able to focus on that instead of the to-do list because time is short. But then I think that's where, you know, the time of personal sacrifice comes in to say, you know what, I'm going to get up before the rest of the family Mm. and have my time with the Lord because he is our best filter, you know, and as we filter out with him, we're more ready to start that conversation of friendship with our spouse and with others. Yeah. What well said once again. So what what are these questions geared to do? They're they're geared to, to help you build the friendship that's there, to keep communication alive. Now you gotta hear this one. They're there so you can listen to, listen for hopes, thoughts, needs, and desires. Wow. Remember early on, Raina, when we were dating and my mom said, you have to listen to what Raina means, not just what she's saying. She was teaching me a relationship principle. So the reason why you ask these questions is I believe this. People will always tell you what you need to hear if you'll just listen long enough. Yeah. Like they'll, they're eventually going to communicate what's down inside, what's up in the head, what's hung up in the heart. It eventually comes out. You just have to learn to listen for it. So even though you're asking what's your ideal date night, they may say things like, let's go to XYZ restaurant, but then they may say something like, because we can sit together. Mm. You're not listening so much for the restaurant. You're listening for why do they want to go there? They want to go there because my ideal date night is kayaking. Well, why do you want to do that? Because it's just you and me on the water. You know, you say you're listening for hopes, thought, like, what are they thinking? Remember, no one's a mind reader. I can't read Raina's mind. Raina can't read mine. If I expect her to do that, I'm going to get frustrated, okay? But in asking these questions, you're getting those thoughts out of their head, into their mouth, and into your ear. You're hoping to listen for hopes, thoughts, needs. Like, people often don't tell us their needs when we ask people, how are you? The most basic generic question that is never really honestly answered. Yes. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Well, again, nobody wants to be that proverbial person that's always a downer and just speaks negativity. But with your spouse, they need a way and somebody to communicate to. Like I came to Rand, I'm like, all right, I just really need you to listen to this right now. I need you to help with this right now. Sometimes we don't do that. We expect the others to know our thoughts, hopes, needs, thoughts, and desires. Why? Marriage is all about building commitment. And if we're not keeping the conversation moving, well, commitment's not being developed. Sort of imagine marriage like a house that's being constructed by bricks, and each conversation's another brick in the wall. And if I'm not communicating, I'm not putting bricks in the marriage. So the growth has, in essence, sort of stopped. What is commitment built on? Commitment is built on many things, trust, faithfulness, Communication, hard work, selflessness, love in all its expressions, and intentionality. That's just a few. We're, we're building commitment, and commitment is built. Here's the one I want to highlight, hard work. It takes hard work to ask these questions when you're tired of talking. It takes hard work to not assume you know what's in the other person's head, but try to ask questions that get that out of the person's 
ahead. And being patient in oh, the process. Uh, patience. I should have wrote that one down. That's absolutely right. You know what? That's a good way to sort of end this. The holidays are upon us. Mm-hmm. And we're all going to get busy at the grocery store, buying gifts, wrapping, pre- you know, preparing, planning, in-laws coming in, coming out. We're going to in-laws. We're going out. It's, it's, it's about to get even more busy, a joyful busy, a, a good busy. But if we're not careful, the conversation can stop even in the midst of, of a holiday when it's supposed to be a, a really time of celebration and gathering as a family and making memories. Mm. If we're not careful, those things can be shut down because we're not communicating. So right. the holidays are upon us. What do we want you to do? Before those holidays get here, go out on a date night. Be the one married couple that actually talks to each other um, in the restaurant and just pick some questions. Use these four, five, however many, however many we gave you, four. Use these questions and keep that communication going. Why? Marriage matters, and it doesn't happen by accident. It happens with hard work that marriage is successful. And one of the easiest ways to start something, conversation, is to ask questions. Yes. And we want you guys to communicate, talk, share, not make assumptions, not read minds. You can't do it. Not fantasize in your head how things are going to work out. No, talk it out. Yes. Have fun with these questions. What is your favorite memory of us? What is your ideal date night? Give me your bucket list. And what do I do or say that makes you feel loved. And just know that this is just the beginning of yeah. the conversation. Yes. Of course, this is such a broad topic, and we know that yeah. many of you are in different seasons of life. And some of you may be stuck, yeah. and you're like, oh, my goodness, Pastor Ron, Raina, how do we even start? Um, so true. One, one breath at a time. Yeah. And trusting that God is in your marriage. Um, It's a brand new day. It's a brand new There we go. It's a brand new day. And making that choice, it may be small. You may get one question out, but that is one question that you got out that you did not have yesterday. So, Raina, if I planned a date night to a restaurant that you've never been to, Uh and it was outdoors, Uh and there was a live band, would you be happy? I would. Uh, Where's my water? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, the water will be right there. It kind of has to be by water. You know, I like fire pits. Yes. Um, Yes. What would be my ideal date night? Oh, my goodness. We, uh, I don't know if it would be a date night or a day. You know, we we would get up, um, maybe probably get a smoothie, go buy your favorite coffee cart in Mount Dora. Oh, I love that place. <laughs> get your coffee. Um, we may go out and go to the little gun Come range um, and go shoot something. Mm. Uh, just, you know, if we had unlimited ammo, I guess oh, you want to say. <laughs> um, something like that or... You know, I mean, of course, it just depends on if we live next to woods. Um, If there was a place where there was like a nice stream, if we were in the mountains, I think you would be very, very happy. I would love to see you on a dirt bike right behind me. You know what? (laughs) That would be that would be kind of fun. Yours is water. Yours is like a lake water, ocean water kind. Mine's a stream and woods and 
dirt bikes and outdoor, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Come My on, let's favorite go. thing, I think it kind of goes back to our childhood in a way of how we've True. grown up. You yeah. know, for me, the best feeling and the safest feeling for me is, you know, that boat taking off and just yeah. the wind blowing in your hair. You know, that was just a childhood memory for me that was just so refreshing and safe. Yeah. And so I kind of go back to that or I can, I love a big open field with dirt where I can smell cows and, yeah. you know, animals and just being out in the country. That is something else that I really, that I really love. So I'm going to rent a pontoon. You're going to rent a pontoon. And we're going to pull up to the Paul's Groves farm yes, and we'll you can go smell to the cows. Yes, I'll go pet a cow. <laughs> I'd be happy with that. That'll be the perfect date. And we'll get coffee on the way and I would be tickled pink. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> I'll That's do that. So oh, breakfast burritos with potatoes yeah. and cheese. See, see, now she's <laughs> oh coming <my> out. <laughs> there it is. See, guys, that's how it's going to happen. Now I have to go find her a breakfast burrito with potatoes. That, you do. <laughs> see, told you. No, it's gluten free. That's yeah. what's so sad. <laughs> yeah, I know. We love you guys. Thanks for having fun with us and yes. listening. Get that conversation started. Laugh yes. and just have a good time with your spouse. We love you guys. We'll talk to love you next y'all. time. Bye.